with you guys. I uh, took a um, speech class not a couple semesters ago or something, and my teacher said one of the worst things that you can do when you're public speaking is tell them that you're nervous. But I really don't care. I am so nervous right now. And I, 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 I don't know if having so few people makes me more nervous or less nervous, but boy, I'm nervous right now. My knees are hitting together, and whoo, but I think it'll be good. I need to pray. Y'all want to pray with me? All right, let's pray real quick before we get started. Dear Lord, I just, I thank you for this opportunity to be in your house tonight, Lord, that no matter who's here, what number of people, it it doesn't matter as long as you show up, God. So I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fall right now um, in only a way that you can touch us in a new way that we've never experienced before. God, open our hearts, open our minds to whatever you have for us tonight. Lord, I just pray that you would touch my mouth Put your words in my mouth and let it come out how you want it to come out. And I just pray that you would help me, help me hear your voice and help me just calm down, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so my message title tonight is Don't Lose Your Victory Shout. And my first scripture is Psalm 47, 1 and 2. This is where my message title comes from. It says, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples, and shout to, the God, shout to God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. So there we see he says, Shout to God with the voice of triumph. So my message is, Don't lose your victory shout. So think of those as the same thing. But I want to talk about praise. And there are so many ways that we can praise God. And even in the scripture, it already gives us two. One way is clapping your hands, and one way is shouting. When we think about praise, we might only be thinking about singing, but there are so many different ways to praise God. We can sing, clap, uh, shout, like it says here. We can raise our hands. We can jump. We can run. We can dance. Um, we can play instruments. We can get down on our knees. You've seen some people do that here at church. Um, and so there's so many different ways. And we don't all praise the same way. Um, and there's this awesome scripture. In, it's Psalm 30, verse 1. David says, I will extol you, O Lord. And I wondered what extol meant. I had never heard that word before. And I looked it up, and it means praise enthusiastically. And so when you think about the, the examples that I told you guys, singing and raising your hands and running around and dancing, those are all kind of enthusiastic things. Like, they're kind of exciting and all over the place. And so I think extol fits right in with that. But there's actually a few more definitions of the word, word extol and that are a lot better than just praise enthusiastically. So I wanted to read you some of my favorites. So some of them are praise to the skies, heap praise on, rave about, gush over, go wild about, and throw bouquets at. And that was just opened my eyes so much. Like, when's the last time I threw bouquets at the feet of Jesus and praise? You know, that's, that's the kind of praise that I want and the kind of praise that I want for all of us to have, that, that we can just come into church and not worry about, you know, who is somebody judging me for praising a certain way, right? So, um, so like I said, that um, we don't all praise the same way, but we were all created to praise. So no matter what it looks like, we're called to praise. Um, one of my favorite things to do um, while I'm on the platform doing praise and worship is to watch you guys praise and worship because it just inspires me and it just warms my heart to watch people. It just is something that I really enjoy. And one thing that I've noticed is that actually Brother Lloyd when we're doing a song he really likes, he plays the air guitar. And I think that is, I know, it's just, I just love it. I love watching him do that because if somebody was just watching him, they, wouldn't, they might not think that's praise. But to him it is. I'm sure it is a, a way of praising God. 
It might not look like somebody else, but it's praising God, amen? So we can all praise God differently. It comes from the heart. It's not necessarily what we're doing. It comes from our heart. And it does take a lot of boldness to praise. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of confidence to stand up and, you know, jump around in front of somebody or dance or sing real loud. It takes a lot of boldness. And there's this story that I want to tell you guys that it inspires me to be bolder. And it's in 2 Samuel chapter 6. And we're going we're gonna to jump around that uh, chapter a little bit. If you don't know, King David is my man. I love him so much, and the story is about him because I, I feel like I, pre- I feel like I talk about David every time I preach. But I just he's awesome. So we're going to start in verse fourteen. And what's happening here is that the Israelites, well, maybe not all the Israelites, but David and some people who are with him, they're bringing um, in the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, which was where God dwelt. He dwelt on the Ark of the Covenant. So this is what happens when they're bringing it into Jerusalem. It says, then David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod, which meant he was, he was dressed as a priest. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the Ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. So in this, we see David dance, we see, what was it, shouting, we see shouting, and we see playing a trumpet. So all three ways to praise God. And when I read, I read this verse, and I love it so much, when it says, um, David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Can you imagine, like, he's probably blue in the face, he's dancing so hard. And it just made me think, and it made me laugh, that I feel like if David was alive today, he'd probably be Pentecostal, because that's where you see stuff like that, as a Pentecostal churches, so... Um, But it took a lot of boldness for David to be able to do this. And we might not always think that because it's like, oh, he's King David and they're in Israel and it's God's God's people. And of course, all of them dance in the the middle of the street. Of course, that's normal. Um, But it actually wasn't because the king before David was Saul. And Saul started off as a good king. And eventually it was all about him and he wasn't a very good king and he was pretty jacked up. And during the time of him being in power, Um, people stopped worshiping. Worship began to decline. It wasn't as normal. So for David to step out and do this, it was a really big deal. Okay, so now we're going to, we're still in chapter 6, but we're going to read verse 16. And this is kind of where the story, it goes from uh, really exciting to kind of um, problematic. So it says, Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Um, Saul's daughter, who is also David's wife, so this is Saul's daughter and David's wife named Michael, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. So she has a huge issue with David dancing, and so I want you to remember this, because as we move on, she's gonna, she's gonna let him have it, basically. So if we jump to verse 20, this is what Um, This is what she said. It says, Then David returned to bless his household, and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. So you can imagine her standing in her little window where she was watching David, just waiting for him to get home, just, just waiting to just let him have it because she's so upset about this. So she, this is how, this is what she says. How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So she is, if you take away the sarcasm out of what she just said, she's basically saying, you look like a huge idiot. You made a fool of yourself in front of every single person in our nation. You embarrassed me and you embarrassed yourself. So she she has a huge problem um, with what he did, and 
I feel like sometimes we feel judged. I know I feel judged sometimes when I want to praise a certain way. And sometimes that'll make me want to stop doing it. Like, if I think somebody is judging me because maybe I'm jumping up and down, then maybe I don't want to do it anymore because I feel that judgment. But it's really important for us not to stop praising just because we think somebody else has an issue with it. And David, um, David, David's response to her is really awesome because um, David's not going to let her stop him from praising. So this is what he says in verse 21. So David said to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. So that's David's response. And if you break that down, basically what he's saying is, I don't care what you think. Because I didn't dance for you. I didn't shout for you. I didn't jump up and down for you. I did it for God. So your opinion doesn't really matter. And so we have to look at ourselves when we're doing praise and worship and think, who am I singing for right now? Who am I raising my hands for right now? Who am I clapping my hands for right now? It's not for anybody else. It's for God alone. And if anybody else has an issue with it, then it's, it just doesn't matter. It's, I mean, it's their own problem. And, I mean, we hear people all the time saying, like, you shouldn't sing because you're not good enough or something. But God never, never once in his word said only the good singers sing. He wants everybody to sing. He wants everybody to praise. He says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So it doesn't have to always be beautiful. It can be, it can just be a shout. It could be anything. Um, and so uh, his, his response isn't done yet. He's still, still talking in verse 22. So we'll finish that up. And I will be even more undignified than this and will be humbled in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. So when he, I love this part too because basically what he's saying is, honey, if you thought that was undignified, then you just need to get ready because it's about to get even better. And I love that because that, that should be our attitude too. Like if somebody has a problem with us genuinely doing something for God, then we'd just be like, well, it ain't going to stop, so I don't know what to tell you. So, and then he also says um, that he'll be humble in his own sight. And I think it's very clear through this that David didn't take himself too seriously. He's like, yeah, I might be the king of Israel, might be the king of Judah, but I'm still a servant of God, and I'm called to praise. I might be called to lead, but I'm also called to praise, so I'm not going to stop. Um, and when we sing and dance and jump, um, we can do all these things no matter who we are. He was the king, but he still did it, right? Um, and David may have even inspired the people watching, because Michael had a huge deal about all these people watching him, that she was so embarrassed. But those people who were watching, she could, they could have been inspired. Like I said, nobody was really worshiping openly anymore. So maybe they're like, oh, King David, the king over my country just did this. Maybe I should do it too. You know, I really miss doing that. So now I'm going to start doing it too. And our praise could also inspire other people. What we do at church, how we act at church, could inspire other people. And that goes so well with this next scripture that I have, and I'm going to get right into it. It's Psalm uh, chapter 24, verse 7 through 10. I'll have to find it first. I didn't mark any of these in my Bible. I don't know why I didn't do that. I'm almost there. I feel like if we were doing a sword drill right now, some of you might beat me. Oh my goodness. There it is. Couldn't even find the book that I was looking for. Okay. Do, do, do. 
I knew it. Knew somebody was going to beat me. 24, 7 through 10. There it is. Okay, it says, let me give you some background before I read this, because this is actually a conversation that's happening here. It's between two groups of people, but if I just read it, it wouldn't make very much sense. So, around the temple, there was a gate. And... The, the priest would be on the inside of the gate, and the people waiting to get into the church would be on the outside of the gate. So I want you to picture, this is the outside of the gate, and in verse 7, it says, lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. So the people are on the outside of the gate, saying, gates, open up, I want to come in. And then the priests are on the other side, or, and they, I don't know if I said this or not, let me go back to my other side, and the king of glory shall come in. Yeah, I said that. Okay, and then the priests are over here, and they say, who is the king of glory? And then the people are on the other side, and they say, the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. And then they do it again. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. And then the priests, back over here, they say, who is the king of glory? And then the people say, the Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. These people were ready to go to church. Like, they were not playing games. Because this, I mean, this whole exchange, it was worship. It was, it was singing. It was praising. It was, you know, getting in a mindset, in a heart set, ready to go into church. And... I know that I'm not always that ready. I know I'm not always in that mindset before I come in because a lot of times we just think we're just going to church. I do it two times a week, happens every, every, every week, and the same things happen every time. And it's just easy to come in and, and just not take it seriously. But like, if we need to model ourselves after these people, that they really did take it seriously. And like I said, this ties in with how our praise can inspire others. And you might be wondering, I don't, see the connection. But here's the thing, is that this interaction between the priest and the people was very important because their children were watching. Their children were learning how to act in church. Their children were learning to take God seriously, to take worship seriously, what to do in church, how to act in church. So think about the people who are in our church. Maybe your own kids or the other kids or the younger kids, if you're a big kid, um, they're watching us. They're watching what we're doing. If, if we think it's okay to talk during church, they're probably going to think it's okay to talk during church. If it's okay for us to get on our phone during church, it's probably okay for them to do it too, right? We need to make sure that we're acting how we want them to act. You know what I mean? We got to take church seriously. We got to take God seriously so they will too. Um, and I think one, one aspect um, of praise that sometimes gets... Um, not hurt, but it's, it's that a lot of men, and I don't want to like judge any guys, but I feel like a lot of men associate praise and worship and singing with being feminine or being girly. And I think that's completely untrue because I, I mean, if you look at David, so let's talk about David. David played the harp. Um, David wrote songs. David sang. David danced. Um, did all these things, which you might think, oh, those things are kind of girly, but David also fought a bear. David also fought a lion. David killed a giant. David killed tens of thousands of men. David had so much blood on his hands he couldn't even build a temple. So he was a man of war, but he also praised God. So I don't think David was a sissy just because he praised God. Like, he was a hard dude. And so just because he praised didn't mean that it was feminine or early. And I think if more men, I think all these men here praise openly. I've seen Winston, Stefan, uh, my dad, I've seen them all raise their hands. I see, I see Lloyd raise his hands and 
plays air guitar all the time. So all these men here, you know, they're open about their praise. But I, I think that when, do, when men do praise openly, the boys specifically are much more likely to praise openly too. Because, so let me tell you where I've seen this before. When uh, Steph, Stephen used to sit with Big Chris, if Stephen would clap his hands, so would Big Chris. But if Stephen wasn't there or he didn't clap his hands, neither would be Chris. Because he saw a man who he respected, a man who he liked, praising God. So it made it okay for him to praise God too, right? So I think that if we can get past this um, praise is just for women, praise is feminine thing, that, that the whole church would be able to praise. And that's, we're all created to praise. And so that's, that's really important. And I, I, I'm so glad that we have men in this church who aren't afraid to praise God. Amen. I'm really glad for that. Um, and you know what else? Praise, praise helps us get through things. It helps us get through trials. It helps get, get through um, storms of life. And in the book of Joshua, the Israelites overcome this huge obstacle, um, and they do it with praise. And I'm sure you guys already know where I'm going. I'm going to Joshua 6, and we're going to read just a couple scriptures um, about the battle of Jericho, if I can find it. I'm having, uh, yeah, I flipped right open to it. Okay, so I'm in verse 15, 16, and 20. So we'll get right into it. Verse 15, But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in in the same manner. On that day only they marched around the city seven times, and the seventh time it happened. When the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for for the Lord has given you the city. And then well, let's jump down to verse 20. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets, and it, and it happened. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, then the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. So it says twice here in Scripture that it happened. So they were wanting something in particular to happen, which was have the wall fall down and they shouted, they praised God, and then it happened. And sometimes in our own lives, we're waiting for it to happen, whatever it is for us, and we just need to start praising God, and then maybe it will happen. Maybe it will happen for us. I mean, it happened for them, so, I mean, God doesn't change. So if he can do it for them, he can do it for us, too. So, um, and, you know, they might have grown discouraged as they walked around those walls days after days, and you know, the wall's still up, and they might have felt really discouraged, like, I don't know if this is going to happen, but by the end of it, they still had a victory shout, right? And I know that I have felt sometimes come into church and felt so discouraged that I didn't even want to praise. I mean, seriously, there were, I mean, this was a few years ago, but there was one time where um, I felt so discouraged, I just got down off the platform and just stayed down. And it, it, was, it was a pretty bad day, but, you know, I lost my victory shout in that moment. And that's why I want to encourage you guys not to do it because it's, it's, it's just, you want to hold on to it and you want to keep it and um, let God use it for something great like he did for the Israelites. Um, and so I want to read this. This is my last scripture and then we'll just, we're almost done. I see our house from here. So we're going to read this scripture. I think this, the, the person who wrote this, it's not David, it's um, somebody else, but he The way he puts this, I definitely related to it in that moment. It says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. So he's saying, I'm acknowledging the fact that I'm sad right now. I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm discouraged. But I don't accept it. And I'm going to praise God anyway. I'm going to praise God through this. And I'm not going to lose my victory shout. 
And I love, I, I love using this, uh, uh, what is it called? I can't think of the word I'm looking for, like a phrase. Um, this phrase that uh, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? And if you've ever tried to learn a language, you know that if you learn it and then you don't use it for a long time, you really do lose it because it just goes out of your brain. And I think it's the same way. If we, if we for some reason, stop praising God, it kind of just it kind of just dwindles away until we're just not doing it anymore. Does that make sense? And so we have to get it back. Um, but we'll have a chance to use our victory shouts really, really soon. And I'm feeling nervous about that, but we'll get through it. Um, but before that, I want to share with you one last thing. Um, so when I was about 15, I think um, I was at camp and a prayer line, and this uh, youth pastor prophesied over me, and he said. Um, which I'm, I know it. I'm just very nervous. Um, he said, I've called you to praise me, so praise me. Take a step in faith and walk in freedom. And this meant so much to me. It was, I mean, it was my call. I, I mean, that was what started the whole praise and worship thing in my life was that, was that moment. So it was a really big um, thing for me. Um, but I, I love in the part where it says, take a step in faith and walk in freedom. God doesn't say, take 600 million steps in faith and then walk in freedom. It's take a step in faith and walk in freedom. And sometimes we just need to take that one step, that one step of I'm really uncomfortable. I really don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it for God anyway. And we just take that one step and then all of a sudden we're walking in freedom. But if we're not walking in freedom, what does that mean? It means that we're chained up. It means that we're in bondage. And that's where Satan wants us to stay. He wants us to stay chained up. He wants us to stay in bondage. He wants us to live without victory. He wants us to live without our victory shout. And he wants you to lose your victory shout. He wants to steal it from you because he knows how powerful it is. He knows that walls can crumble. He knows that chains can break because of a victory shout in Jesus' name. So we can't let him steal it from us. Um, and we're, we're going to have a chance right now to use our victory shout and to praise God. And if there's anything that you feel like Satan has taken away from you, we're going to take it right back right now. So uh, I'm almost ready. For, we're going to, do you guys want to stand with me, please? Um, and so we're going to sing this song. It's called Enemies Camp. And it's all about how Satan does try to steal things from you. And, but, but he doesn't have any power or authority over us. And so we can take it back from him and tell him where he is, which is under our feet. Amen. So um, during this song, typically, we're going to jump, which is a way to praise God. But I want to tell you that if you are physically unable to jump, that that is okay, and that God knows your heart. Um, but if you, So if you can't jump, I would just encourage you to try something else new. Maybe you're scared to raise your hands, or maybe you're scared to um, clap your hands, or whatever it is, or not necessarily scared, but uncomfortable. Just try something new. Um, so we're going to go ahead... I don't know if her mic is muted or not. I'm going to try to use it to pick up the music on the podcast. Is she muted? She's not. Perfect. Okay, all right. So we're going to jump around. Are you ready to use your victory shout? Let's break it out. Break out our victory shouts. Whew. To the enemy's camp And I Took back what he stole From me 
took back what he stole from me. Well, I took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Get ready. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. You can do it. He's under my feet. He's under my Tell him where he is. Under my feet. Under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. Well, I went to the enemy's camp. Take back your joy. Take back your victory. Take back the things he stole from you. Go over there and take it back. Took back what he stole from me. Well, I took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp. And I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. 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 Satan is under my feet. Woo! Oh, wasn't that awesome? And it was super quick, too. All right. Oh, my mouth is dry. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for, thanks for doing that with me. And I, I know it is freedom. And it feels so good to do what God made you to do, you know? And, it, you know, it might feel uncomfortable. It might feel silly, but it's praise. And when you do it with the right heart, it's beautiful. And it's when God, God just loves it and he embraces it. So I just really appreciate you guys doing that with me because it took a lot for me when I was when I was getting this message together I'm like mm, am I really gonna do this right now like this is not a typical Wednesday night thing to do but I was like you know what I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna enjoy it and it was good but I want to tell you something that this normally happens to me if I step out and decide to do something like you know, new, like maybe jump up and down or maybe raise my hands or something that I've never done before. Satan would normally come against me and say, pull a Michael on me, really, and say, you look like a huge idiot and you should be embarrassed. But if that happens to you tonight, if it does happen, because if you jumped or did something new, tell him where he is. He's under your feet and he has no authority over you and he has no power over you and he's a liar and you can remind him of that that all the things he says about you is lies. And if you did step out tonight, that God is very proud of you, and I'm very proud of you for doing something new. So, all right. I think we're going to go ahead and close in prayer. Um, but yeah, I just, I really appreciate you guys, and I appreciate you joining in with me. So, all right, let's go ahead and pray, and we'll close. Dear Lord, thank you for showing up here tonight. Thank you for moving in us. Thank you for giving us boldness. I pray that you would touch each person who's sitting here tonight, that you would put an extra heaping of boldness on them, that when we come into church on Sunday and there's even more people here, that we don't have to worry about judgment. We don't have to worry about people giving us the side eye. We can just praise you openly and freely and just lift your name up higher than any other name on this world, Jesus. And I just thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for to each person who's here tonight. I pray that you would take them home, keep them safe, and just, just work on them as they sleep tonight, Lord, to, to be more open about praising you. And, and me too, Lord, just help me be more open about praising you and, and just shouting your praises, Lord. I pray that you don't 
don't let us lose our victory shouts, that we would keep using our victory shouts for you, and that, and that Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, and that you would, you would not be able to discourage us, you would not be able to come against us with anxiety and, and embarrassment, but that we would feel proud that we stepped out for God tonight and did something new. And I love you so much, Jesus. Thank you for giving us a reason to praise, Lord, because you are awesome and you are mighty, and there is no one like you, Jesus. In your mighty name I pray, amen.